2: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Graham Phillips, who also performs under the pseudonym Tupelo Lime, is a dual British-American national currently living in England. Graham got his original inspiration in the early San Francisco punk days in the early 1980s. Later making his way to the California mountains, he found himself falling in love with the country blues, folk, and southern rock sounds. He calls Tupelo Lime stripped-back Americana. Graham joins me all the way from England for this edition of Americana Music Profiles, as we talk about his latest music. Good evening, Graham. Uh, thanks for taking the time yeah. to join us on the podcast.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, it's a, a beautiful evening here at the moment. It's about still, oh, it's about 75, 80 degrees still here at 7 o'clock at night.
2: Wow. And and I am speaking yeah. to you from where? Where are you located
0: um, I am located in the far east of England, on oh, the little piece that juts out into the north side. Little fishing town called Lowestoft.
2: Okay, awesome. And yeah, it's kind of cool up here. Yeah. So um, you've got an interesting story. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really curious to dive in. You you don't have a really strong English European accent. Is that? Uh, just the way oh, it worked out or or it's uh,
0: just the way it worked out um i i have spent most of my life um traveling so um my accent dives in and dives out yeah <laughs> um, i've got to say, depending on on where and who i am but, um well, i guess i reached for to.
2: that uh, uh a little bit because I, I reading through your notes i know that you've spent uh, quite a bit of time in the united states and um actually had a had a different genre of music that you were in for a while uh in your earlier part of your career is that right
0: mm. i i started out um uh, I, i'm not one of these who picked up the guitar at the age of three years old and went huh, wow this is what i want to do oh yeah okay. um, i have yeah i i have uh a, a, an english father and an american mother okay and um i i was split between the two places so as soon as i was able to and graduated high school, um, I went, I, I headed over to, to the States and discovered San Francisco and the punk movement that was like really happening there. Yeah.
2: In the At 80s, right?
0: Yep, <laughs> And that's when I discovered me. Yeah. In the very early 80s. That's when I discovered music, really. Did, did um, you have any sort and, of uh, uh, musical
2: inclinations prior to that? Or were you Were you...
0: Kicking around, oh! I, I mean, you know, I, I, I uh, a piano. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, I'd taken piano lessons as a, as a young kid and, and was doing some stuff. I was more into dramatic arts, and I was, uh, you know, the music and, you know, my, and, and my intention was always to travel the planet. And so the music wasn't at that point quite high. And then I discovered this whole community of people, yeah, who were heavily into. Do it yourself music and that ethos that sits right behind that. Yeah, um, and, and then I wow, well, I was like, wow, this, I'm home, man. You know, I was <laughs> like, yeah, this, this this is so cool.
2: So, how did you get and from liked- punk music to alternative country Americana? That's a bit of a stretch.
0: Um, well, if you think about where it all happened, not that much, you know, San Francisco in the early '80s. You know, you, you know, we were still talking about a lot of country-based bands and the Grateful Dead. Sure, yeah. Um, and um, I, I spent, I don't know, four or five years in San Francisco, and then um, a friend of mine invited me up to the Trinity Mountains up in California. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, and there, I, I, I spent two years up there, and that was where I discovered real, real, Music being made by people, you know, we on just acoustic instruments, sitting on their porches and on the back of the bar and these little, tiny little towns of about fifty people that were in the middle <laughs> of nowhere.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and they and, and then I fell in love all over again. I was like, okay, so this is really, really cool. I actually spent hours listening. So, so they would, were writing their own stuff and playing yeah. traditional stuff. It's very cool.
2: When did it become something for you that you wanted to get into it professionally from the performance side of things?
0: Once I'd worked out what it was that was in my head and that music was a way for, for me to get out, what I decided was actually, if I, if I really need to do this, what I need to do is go travel some more and find out what's out there. Mm, okay. um, and so I spent a long time traveling and listening to music and hanging out with musicians and, and learning and just figuring out what it was I wanted to to do. Uh-huh. Um, and so as I say, you know, in the end I came quite late to being a professional musician. Right. But yeah. I had spent a long time in that apprenticeship process sure. yeah. where you're not quite but you are and you're trying to you're trying to pay dues in life and you know, and trying to figure out art forms and craft forms and how they all blend and You know, so I was picking up guitars and picking up other art forms all along the way and trying to work out how I could put them all together. And then this, you know, sort of this alt country movement came along. Uh And I I was like, for me, that was that that was the moment of revelation or redemption. That was the time when I said, okay, so this, this is how you express yourself. And at that point, then I decided to make music a career.
2: Okay. And how long ago was that?
0: You know, there they were artists like, uh, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. But okay. it took me a long time from that point, you know, to, yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe 25 years ago now. Okay. Um, it, it was, it was, it was a while ago, but it, you know, that there's Ringo Starr is right. You've got to pay your dues. If you want to sing the blues, and you've got to learn. Yeah. You know, before you can actually make music. You know, I, I I think there are too many people who just go, "Oh, yeah, I, I can be a musician, I, I can be a pop star and stuff," and, and there's there's nothing that sits behind that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good observation, and, and it's so true when you listen to the songs. There's uh, when you look at the commercial uh, commercial pop scene. There's you're right. There's very little depth. You you don't um, you don't get a lot of um, There's not a lot of storytelling in that kind of music.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I, you know, and I, I mean, I have been. You know all for me this is all an extension of poetry which i took up many many ah, months okay. you know, right from the beginning mm-hmm. you know and, and so for me this is an extension of that but, um, i am not the world's greatest guitarist i am not the world's greatest singer but what i i i, I, I can do well is write tales that i can put the music yeah an alt country and that whole vibe that goes along with it is what i really like
2: How long have you been recording?
0: Um, Recording professionally, only a couple of years. In reality, okay. Um, You know, I I think for a lot of artists, um, the the actual process whereby you become commercial is not something that sits right easily. Yeah, you know, you're much better off connecting through you know whatever your my partner is 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 an artist he's a potter and um and it's the same thing you're much better off connecting one-on-one with small groups and for a musician that's sort of playing gigs and touring and um and for an artist that's just working with people and creating and not worrying too much about um how are you going to make money out of right, it right
2: yeah has this something yeah, that you've yeah. been able to do uh, professionally and, and make a living at, or do you have other things that you you do along the way?
0: Um, i oh, they, 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 like I think just about every musician. There are part-time day jobs and day jobs, and just you know that that yeah. pays the way for you to do what you do. Yeah. I have not yet reached a stage where I can comfortably live off um, an income as a musician, yeah. um, and I suspect. That that's the same for most musicians in the sure. modern world, right? You More
2: know, than not, yes, for sure.
0: years ago, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fifty years ago, you might have been able to do it yeah. oh, as a um, yeah. as a non-famous um, Spotify. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm on Spotify because I have to be. But yeah,
2: yeah, know,
0: it's killed touring musicians. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, sure. Do you, do you work in a related field, or is it just kind of you're picking up the odd jobs, whatever you need to do to to uh, support your art? I have
0: worked in absolutely everything to support my art form. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I, again, I I have worked I have worked in a car wash, I have worked in kitchens, I have washed dishes, been a short order cook. Um, i have oh, yeah, i mean it goes on and yeah, on again yeah. if you talk to a lot of country and alt country musicians it's the same story sure yeah. you do whatever it is you do yeah in order to be able to pay for the, the 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 honor of making music right
2: yeah yeah that's that's a very eloquent way to put that so yeah i agree <laughs> What, when, uh, Barring the present world situation, what does it look like for you when you get to get out? And uh, what did it look like? And hopefully again soon, uh, when you get out, get to get out and perform your music, Where what kind of audiences do you find resonate with what you do? What, what kind of a venue do you find yourself in most of the time?
0: Yeah, that well, uh, A, uh, um, I lost a whole year's worth of gigging sure. income this year.
2: Yeah, everybody um, did. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, and um it's really interesting um most of my audience although i live in the uk most of my audience is is not in the uk really okay places like germany and italy and france um the uk audiences are much more interested in covers overall and and pop type Mm. music and um and metal so so my audience is there um and smaller venues, much more intimate venues, you know, folk club, you know, the smaller, t- I am, you know, I'm never going to play, you know, stadium, but, um, you know, I can make a good income playing small venues.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and that, I, um, and, um, hopefully they, they will be allowed to reopen soon. I, I don't know it's been a long time since I've been home now, but, um, here all the venues are closed they opened them all up and then they shut them all right back down again. I see, yeah,
2: up. yeah. And um, I, it depends on and, where you are in the States as to what capacity uh, that open and shut yeah. is in, but it it seems like it's fairly common uh, worldwide at this point that uh, very few areas are allowing musicians back into play.
0: Yeah, and especially the smaller venue, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you can, you know, I live right opposite a music venue which is great yeah. because um, i well I, I had a residency there for one thing but you know social distancing and and uh, all the requirements that are uh, you know, need to be met you means that their music venue side of their, of their business is unviable
2: right yeah it is
0: you know that where they used to pack in you know a couple hundred people they can fit you know 40 or 50 now right. if they maintain social distancing
2: right yeah yeah. And that
0: makes it hard for them to pay. So, um, my my latest audience is house concert.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah. And I think that um, more and more artists are going to have to go that route. I, uh, you can get twenty people in someone's backyard or basement, and probably yeah. still make a little bit of money for the artist. But the fans still yeah, enjoy it, the music too.
0: Exactly and, 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 and there's a real intimate connection sure. here. Yeah. I've just played a very small gig um, just down the road from here uh, last week. Um, and there were you know 16, 20 people there, right but you get this real intimate uh, validation of what you're trying to do and what they're expecting yeah uh, out of playing in those and um, house party gigs are really popular here. Yeah. Uh, well, not so much here, but certainly in Europe, they are really popular, um, and so uh, that that's the that that's the latest sort of. I think for smaller, especially for the, you know, the darker side of country, um, it, it fits really well. Sure.
2: Yeah, and and uh, the singer songwriter and and the kind of the fringe bluegrass, even uh, all of those, fit, yeah. fit well in house Absolutely. concerts. And,
0: you know, and and, 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 and you know, I, I can bring my friends along to the gig with me if yeah, I want to. Yeah. It pays, actually in as much it pays just as much as the bigger gig does. Um, right. Uh, and you get so you know, some really cool people. Yeah, yeah. So you're interested in music. Is, well, right, because is,
2: you you what is, you do is you strip away the uh, the the people that are just there for the bar. The music is just it's nice exactly. if it's good, but you don't really care. It's not why you're there. So when you do a house yeah. concert, you bring the people in that are really interested in the music. And from an artist's perspective, that that really gives you a very captivated audience too.
0: Yeah, I, I, and and what really set me off down that route was I I saw Blackberry Smoke
2: doing a ah,
0: house gig in Paris.
2: Really, wow. Wow, I so bet like, that was great!
0: Wow, that is the you know that's the way to go.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because you really connect with them. You you know you, you you can work with them with the music as as an audience member, and the band can work with you as an audience. Right? Yep. 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 That's a good point. And and something beautiful happens right mm-hmm. there. You know that, mm-hmm. that that you get something that social media does not give. You. Oh
2: my, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You get that extra yeah. dimension. You know, social media is fine. It, it's better than nothing, but it's two-dimensional. And you you don't yeah. – um, you miss that third dimension of the atmosphere and the, the people and the, and um, even in distancing, you still have that third dimension going on where you can feel the energy in the room.
0: Exactly. So you exactly. have a, I,
2: I, I... Uh, a recording. Uh, uh, do you just have singles out right now? Or are you working on a new album project? What, what's well, – uh... <laughs>
0: everything got torn apart this year. So so currently what I'm doing now is I've just released, I was never into Spotify. I always thought, you know what? I can make a living touring, you know, roughly. Um, So so that's where I'm going now. That all changed this year. Um, So I I finally gave in and said, okay, everybody expects at least to have Spotify tracks. Right, right. um, um, So I've just released uh, the Orange Rain onto Spotify. We're going to do one a month. For the Uh, next couple of months, we're going to follow that up with an EP, okay? And then we'll follow that with an album. Um, Hopefully, by that time, uh, touring will be allowed again, and um, I can use the. Usually, you tour to promote your right, uh, right, your product. You know, this way, maybe this is how we have to use product to promote the touring. Um, We're going to do a series of virtual pay-per-view gigs with some guest artists
2: oh good okay
0: and um some of my friends are um really interested in doing that we we have to see how that works out and uh, what are people prepared to pay for a virtual gig as opposed to going for a real one what does it have to look like
2: right yeah does the ep or record have a name yet
0: um not yet um the, the orange rain is out now on spotify um and um then I've got, um, and, and that, and the Orange Rain is, is a is a single. I tend to like a lot of old country people. I tend to write about social commentary. Sure. And the Orange Rain is about the effects of uh, and the trauma suffered by uh, vets from the Vietnam War when they were exposed to Agent Orange and right. the addiction and the right. homelessness that came out of that. And um, so the Orange Rain is on now. Um, I'm doing a Carolina nights, which is a story about, um, the mining industry in North Carolina uh-huh. comes out on the 26th on Spotify. Uh, that's followed by, uh, we're trying to figure out what that's followed by. That takes us into September. We're doing one about, um, uh, the death of a soldier returning from Afghanistan and, um, and then I've got another one about, which is a very personal one about missing the deep south, hmm. um, and the mag- and the streets lined with magnolia trees.
2: Okay, yeah,
0: um, and that, that's um, so we're still trying to work all, all the schedule all out. And so all of the part of an eight that we're thinking of doing on vinyl as well. Oh, good. On, okay. Um, yeah, vinyl and cassette.
2: Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> are there still cassette manufacturers yeah. there i, I suppose or oh
0: yeah absolutely and cassette is a growing uh trend um in europe in particular really um, Okay. a lot of the uh, it, it's again that you know that leads you down the route of that whole diy
2: yeah 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 ethos sure
0: you know that's like you do it yourself right and you and you can and you can and cassettes are easy for you to replicate at home uh-huh. you can you can print your own labels, a bit like CD. Yeah, you know, they're easy for you to replicate. Yeah, um, you can print your own, and and that I think for unsigned, unknown artists is, is a way of merchandising your music so that it's yeah. accessible to people. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it has to be accessible.
2: Well, in the world of social media and social connection, um, it's a whole lot easier to connect with a tribe. Um, that you couldn't any other way. You can have a tribe of 100 or 200 or 300 people that really dig what you're doing, even if the mass world wouldn't, and you can then supply them with a CD or cassette of your music, and, and you, you can really um, uh, keep that tribe connected that way. I mean, that's something that's you know relatively new in the last you know, 10 years, I guess. Um, so it does open up the yeah, world I, for for artists that are beginning and 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 are very alternative and um, are but but still allows them to have a stage and a platform.
0: Absolutely, I, you know I write very non-commercial um, music um, and, and it is never going to be commercially successful. However, social media has allowed me um, to gain an. You know, I, I, I've got a big following in the south of Greece.
2: Wow, you know? <laughs> that's um, cool. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, and and, and I, I've got a, a invitation this winter to go on the back of that to go tour, um, in, a, around Athens and the region that is Attica that yeah. is down there. Um, and that would never have happened, right? Yeah, year. yeah, yeah. You know, so for an artist, that that is really really cool. That's fun. Um, you know, you're know, getting people to engage is, is, is yeah.
2: Any plans in the future to to get back to the states and play here again?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I have a good friend of mine um, who who uh, wants to work with me to set up something in the states, and I would love to. You know, I Maryland, Virginia, um, I, I missed it really, bad. I, I try and get back regularly. Obviously, it's been a while
2: now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but uh, that, That's cool. that that whole area, I, yeah, I'd love to get back. I'd love to play some music there. Um, that all depends on transport and planes, and you know, uh, right, of course, of um, course, yeah, yeah. So, but yes, the the, the idea is that uh, sometime in the not too distant future, um, I'd like to come back and spend um, a bit more time there, making music and, and remaking some connections that you always get lost when
2: yeah. you travel. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, you know, traveling the planet, being a uh, sort of cross-cultural cowboy, because again, I think in most country musicians, we have that cowboy within it song. Yeah. Um, means that you tend to lose some of the immediateness of, of being back home. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and it, yeah, yeah, it would be cool. So if... Uh, and that's what Magnolia, and, and that's what the song Magnolia Rain is about, is about missing that immediateness. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if folks want to um, get in touch with you, want to... Wanna, uh, Get some of your music. Hear some of your music. Make some uh, connections with uh, with with new fans. What's the yeah, best way so for they, all that to happen for you? Best way to get in touch?
0: The best way for all that. Well, there's two ways for all that to happen. One is um, uh, my website, which is tupelolime dot com. That's Tupelo, as in the city of Mississippi, and lime as in the tree. Um, so tupelolime dot com. That there's a page there that has music on it. There's another page where you can say yeah. I'd like to stay in touch, and you can and and you can sign up, and I'll stay in touch with you, um, and or on Twitter where I am also Tupelo Lime on Twitter. Those are the two best ways. Yeah. Um, the website uh, has all the music, and then uh, through that, I'm also I have on Bandcamp under Tupelo Lime. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, you know people like to see the. Skeletons of things, as well as what it all looks like as a a ready-made creature. So on Bandcamp, I tend to keep all the stuff that's work in progress. Yeah, and and some stuff is the same stuff. You might see the titles the same on the website uh, as you see in Bandcamp, but in Bandcamp they sound really different. Yeah, that's me trying to work through what they sound like. So um, I'm more than happy for for people to comment and um, and. You know, for me, that's part of the audience interaction uh, in a virtual world.
2: Yeah. Good. Well, thank you, Graham. This has been really cool and uh, getting to know your story and uh, your connection to the music. And uh, we certainly uh, wish for you as well as all the other musicians that you can get back out there soon and wish you the best with your new music as it comes out.
0: Uh, Thank you so much. You know, this has been really cool, um, you know, speaking to Virginia as well and um, and speaking to your magazine, which... um, you know, does a great job of promoting Americana music in general. Um, it, it's been really, it's been my honor as well.
2: Good. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at Americanarhythm.com.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football